Christian friendship. Like a mentorship. Oh. Yeah, so I... I <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Fi- fi- <laughs> finish that thought, Rob. We can't presume on that. We have to start from the place of utter humility and discipleship, and we never actually leave the place of humility and discipleship. Oh, we leave it all the time. Almighty God. All the time. But even so, he invites us into <laughs> intimacy, into friendship. And so... should leave it. I'm just saying. It happens. <laughs> we do it. Welcome back to the men's show, everyone. Hey. I am Nick. I am John Mark Grodi. I am called Rob. I am he who is named Kevin. Jory. <laughs> okay. It just got weirder as it went. Just to that showing us up, John Mark. <laughs> just showing us up. Uh, man, we're going to have some great conversations today. Before we dive into it, I just want to make sure that you know what John Mark is about to tell you. <gasps> Hey, uh, you should go to themenshow.com. I need my, I need my, oh, there it is. The League of the Ordinary Gentlemen and Ladies Are Invited To is the name of our patron community. If you like what we're doing on this show, this digital monthly men's night that you can be part of, you can be part of the live stream or you can watch the individual episodes. But if you want to help support the show and, you know, participate in the live stream, get some of the, the fancy behind the scenes stuff that we're going to have in that community, then uh, check out themenshow.com where you can support the show at different levels. There's some cool perks there. Um, yeah, make this possible. Uh, this uh, league of ordinary gentlemen and ladies are invited too. Indeed, they are. Indeed, they are, and they will come. Build it, and they will come. We built it, and the ladies will come. Yes, to the show. We're still waiting. It's their favorite show. You're a good patriarch, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing you need to know is about the Awaken app. Visit theawakenapp.io on your computer or browse, uh, I guess the computer browser, iPad, whatever you got. Okay, um, Grandpa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or or on, on your telephone. Uh, <laughs> dial. <laughs> the rotary, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bring. Um, well, yeah, what's the number for that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. We need people calling into the show. Actually, yeah. oh, this number right <laughs> here. Collins, yeah. Uh, anyways, theawakenapp.io or in the App Store, or Google Play Store, check it out. We have a great time there. Lots of great stuff from Awaken happening, including uh, individual mm-hmm. groups for each of the shows, like this one. Check it out. That's all I got for you, Kevin. Good. Well, bring us in, baby. All right. So for our topic right now, we are going to be diving into discipleship, modern discipleship, male friendship. Gross. I guess it doesn't have to be a male, but um, what do you, you know, how do you do it? How do you don't do it? And uh, (laughs) what kind of sit like, you know, are you, should you be having breakfast? Like, should you have a weekly breakfast maybe with a group of guys and and talk about these types of topics? But uh, I, I personally, um, I feel like I've been discipled a lot uh, by you guys. And we have a a really great Catholic community around here of really, really strong families. Um, where I would struggle on it is where, like, am I ready to disciple someone else? Mm. Have I gotten rid of enough heresies where <laughs> I am not, you know, spreading misinformation? So what, what do you guys think? I'll take that. Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Why haven't you been coming to men's group? <laughs> Oh, where have you snap. been, Kevin? He's going to do this on air. You didn't where know this, but uh, Nick <laughs> I know, and I have our own men's group. <laughs> there are people. Do you in, really? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Men's there are group. people. What are you kidding? <laughs> hold on, right hold on. now. I have met people Pete, sorry, who are in men's group with this guy, Nick, and Kevin, and they're like, "Yeah, I've never actually seen Nick Dillatore." <laughs> 
<laughs> He's in my group. Never actually met the man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> also, we got what a new comment. We got a new comment in the videos. Yes, uh, it's from one uh, Rob Holder. Nick, why are you the way you are? <laughs> hey, focus, focus here. <laughs> Go on. Okay, discipleship. Discipleship. Sorry. What is discipleship? Wait, Rob, did you actually? Oh, I would love wanna... a definition. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, what is what is to disciple? John Mark, I'm looking directly oh at you. Gosh. <laughs> wait, wait. What what is the distinction between the word disciple and apostle, or are they explicitly synonyms? Well, apostle means sent, one who is sent, right? Right. Obviously. But are they because I mean they I mean the twelve apostles were referred to as the twelve apostles for a reason. Because they were sent. Was that re- are we not all sent? Yes. So so but we're I mean, all humans, so we don't just call them the humans. <laughs> We had the we had the reading because it's a commonality. That's a good point. Doesn't mean it's the same. <laughs> that's, that's right. We we, we know that already. I it's don't, just, I don't just, know. I'm I sure always, there's you know. To be someone, honest with you, someone in the comments tell us the, the all of the years that I've been in ministry, all of the times I've spoken in front of hundreds or thousands of people, I approach the word like when I have to go say the twelve. And I you flinch. And I flinch because I'm like, wait, shoot, which one is it? Disciples or apostles? Every single time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What is that? I Why? Know. I don't know. Well, someone, someone disciples are like, are they not those who are taught and those who follow? Yes, yeah. that's yeah. accurate. And apostles are they, those who they are... do mean something different. But my my my, mm. I, I wanted to put it out there because we refer to these guys almost interchangeably, but they aren't the same word. I, I yeah, get so they are different words. Cool, we've established that. Sweet, cool guys. All right, so <laughs> disciple and apostle. Disciple is spelled D I S C I L E. Disciple is there something apostle? Yeah, different okay. word. Yes, Starts with an A. Awesome. Don't All let right. me finish it. So, so we are called to be disciples, but but there's there's this notion in Christianity of the kind of relationship that we ought to have with one another and with our children and with new people who are new to the faith. Uh, is this a, a relationship of discipleship? And I guess the, the way I always think of it is just in terms of Christ's example Himself. That you can't, you can get on a, a, a stage and speak to a whole crapload of people, but you can only disciple so many. Yes, like it's really it comes down to a, a, he had an actual relationship with a smaller group of of men uh, that he he got to know them. He was part of their lives, and and, and there, I mean there were there were some women who were part of his close band too. Um, but that there was a, a relationship of sharing the faith, of of living life together, of encouraging, of uh, iron sharpening iron. I think that's that's the key that we're trying to get on get to here is that we have lots of relationships of faith in the world today. Like we we live in families, we're in communities, you know, we're at parishes with fellow parishioners and the priests and the people. But a discipleship relationship where we're really on the same road together and we're challenging each other and and helping each other along this road to walk with Christ. Sometimes we struggle to, to with the question of are we doing that the way it ought to be done? You know, what does it look like? What should it, should it look like? Um, I have a, a quick question too. So, so there is the person doing the discipling, and then there is the person who is receiving the discipleship. I, I feel like as you know, in our modern culture, like none of us stand in the position of Christ. You know, none of us are wholly above the other and i feel like in that respect like there's always mutuality Mm -hmm. you know even like in my men's group like i can't say that any particular person is there just learning Mm -hmm. 
you know, it is, there is mutuality there. Now there are also relationships where, you know, clearly, you know, you're bringing someone into Christian friendship. Like a mentorship. Oh yeah. So I, I, <laughs> oh, this is so bad. <laughs> finish that thought, Rob. Yeah. Keep going. I, well, I can't think of anything else. Okay. Cause I, I actually, that. if that's where you're going to leave it, yeah. I think I disagree. At the notion that there that 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 mutuality is always at play. Oh, uh, then I I heartily disagree with you. <laughs> I disagree with your disagree. Name a relationship. I don't know what I think. Yeah, I'm every rela- name, a, name a positive relationship uh, where there's not a mutuality. To no, that let me let me qualify what what I'm what saying. What is a mutuality? Well, where right. where both parties are benefiting from each other's gotcha. uh, okay. interaction in in uh uh. In, in a way that's uh, similar to, like... Not like, even similar. Even I look at my my own son, who I start to tell truth okay, to the face and think, okay, but, we are not on the same level. Of course, We don't have the same maturity. But, yeah. like, the blessing in my life, and that's true of anybody at any age, be they old or young, yeah. they have something to offer and something to give. I just don't know what that distinction is worth then because that's of course true of, of uh, literally any relationship a teacher and their student like like to me the what what kevin was asking about the word disciple and like what do you call the the person receiving that discipleship and then that's kind of where you stepped in and you were starting okay. to say that i, I had okay. a very specific next thing i was going to say though okay so like that person being discipled do do they have to accept like some part of it before they can be discipled because what what i find a lot a lot of times is i have a lot of secular friends Mm -hmm. i have some protestant friends um sometimes questions arise like you guys think this or the church did that really stupid thing what do you think about that oh yeah like those types of things Uh happen so I, i would say like in that instance there's no discipleship happening it's almost like apologetics maybe but a very rudimentary one that has a relationship element, but d- like the person being discipled, how much do they need to like, do they need to accept something? I think probably. And then how much do they need to accept Okay, you, something like along those lines? I'm really interested 60%. in 60%. Okay. So I'm going to be, good, I'm going to be a, a good Thomas. So when in a doubt, solid D. <laughs> a good, good Thomas here. I'm, when in doubt, make a distinction. Okay. So there is a distinction between two aspects or two types of discipleship we might talk about here. I think it's important though that the one that when we were talking about and you were sort of dis- dismissing. Well, you know, I was I, I was misunderstanding what Rob sure, was sure, saying. Sure. But that what we're talking about this this sort of mutuality that we should always have in conversation in relationship. Yeah. That should be the baseline because that's really just living out humility. You know, that, that, like uh, I think um I like the way Jordan Peterson put it in his book. It was like always what is it, listen to Always assume the person you're talking to has something to teach you or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a quality of how you listen, how you interact with other people. It's a, it's from a place of humility. Now, it's from that baseline. If we're all trying to strive for that kind of mutuality and as Christians, that kind of mutual discipleship, then it's from that place. Then I think then those who have the skills to teach, you know, or those who are called into ministry like a priest are able to, again, even within that humility take a place of, of, uh, of more specific teaching hmm. and then those who want to be discipled who need to be discipled in a more specific way can take that place too but again both of those positions for them to be really fruitful the teacher and the taught in a class or in a you know whatever the scenario both still have to come from that place of, of humility and mutuality so I think that there's a there's a general discipleship 
uh, amongst all Christians that we should be practicing in that we, we should all recognize our common call to holiness, mm-hmm. that none of us is like can opt out from this. Share like a bunch of like Christian memes, like we're all in the same <laughs> like community. Every like, day, you have, to, you have to share them all the time. That's the baseline. You have, okay. to, you have to set the baseline of radicality and humility. We're, we're called to this, and we need to challenge each other to this. And we need to learn from each other. But then building on that, then you you might want to seek out a spiritual director. Or it's it's great to, when you like as, as men especially it's great when you find a real manly priest mm-hmm. you know who can challenge you as a father and a brother in the faith yeah. and can a, teach you and, and, and guide or an older you. brother along someone exactly. who's more mature in your, their Christian faith right. yeah so yeah. or so a younger brother in my own example um, I was very explicitly discipled by Andrew Reinhardt very early in my journey haven't we all at some point been well but but like explicitly yeah. like. And maybe that's what you mean. I was but joking. Did you say I am a follower of Andrew? I would still say that. <laughs> I, would, I would say that to this day. Uh, if you don't know who Andrew is, go watch the Awakened Catholic show called Physically, Physically Spiritual. Spiritual. Yes. Uh, but anyways, um, no, but like we would uh, meet, he would meet with me once a week at least mm-hmm. uh, over breakfast. And we were, he would pick out books that we were going to read through together. So like I got just inundated with the beauty of our faith with theology books, with philosophy books, and and he would just accompany me through the journey of of diving into the principles that were being conveyed there and and talk through them with me every time we met, uh, at least that once a week, if not more. Mm -hmm. And it was so formative for me, both in understanding what Christianity could look like and also just how to understand the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there's anyone that I want to understand the faith like it's Andrew yeah because <laughs> because because dang that dude um but but that was such a powerful sacrifice that he made because you know I was just some random jerk that was still trying to not be a terrible person it was I mean I'm still trying to not be a terrible person but like it was a lot harder to, back then and and he took the time out of what was probably a busy schedule mm-hmm. to to sit with me that frequently with that much as Matthew Kelly calls it, carefree timelessness. Mm-hmm. And and he was just with me, journeying with me, guiding me with whatever wisdom he had. That's discipleship. Yeah. That's good. We should have had Andrew on. Yeah. yeah I sure. tried, actually well, tried. We'd make oh. him blush. So uh, here's a here's a practical question. I mean, like if so there's 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 two practical things let's make sure we discuss. And the first one would be especially if we're all trying to strive for that baseline humility. Well, then an outgrowth of that is to desire to be discipled. Like yeah. we should be, we should, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's it's a what, healthy, that's what I was trying to thing, you, need you know, a for us to desire yeah. elder brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers in the faith. Mm-hmm. And so practically speaking, like, how do you seek that out? Cause you don't, you also, I mean, like, this is what something they, they, they caution you in like seeking out a spiritual director, which is a very specific kind of relationship that you don't just like pick yeah. some random dude off the street. But so too, I think with this more general discipleship, like, how, what do we do? How, if we, do, we should desire that. So what do we do with that desire? You know, how do we find those people? And you, you kind of said at first, it has to start in humility because if, you know, if you're like a baby Christian and you're like, there's something here I need, you know, to seek the wisdom of others, then you have to start with humility because you're going to go into all of these places that you're unfamiliar with. And if you go with a sense of pride, 
then you're going to walk right back out. But you have to go in there knowing you are going to fail and you're going to look like an idiot. Mm. And you're just, you just have to be okay with it. And that's why I'm on this show right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for it. Let's do it. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned spiritual direction. Like a lot of times people don't really get into the arena of speaking about that until they're further into the journey. Right. And, that is to me that persistence to acknowledge that humility that like i need continued guidance i need continued direction and maybe beyond that initial journeying beyond that initial accompaniment and discipleship now i'm ready to go deeper with you know maybe we'll use another term that some of the world might understand like i need a guru or something you know like i I need someone that's going to guide me Mm -hmm. deeper into this the love guru is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, so I something I often think about here is that this is sort of a chicken and the egg thing that ha- happens in our church where, I mean, we're all involved in ministries in different ways. And so we're, we want to, there are people we want to help, we want to disciple, but like we can't give what we don't have. Right. You know, so we have to be solid in our faith, solid in our prayer life, but we also have to be discipled. And that's where I think too, um, again, even if you certainly seek out the, the saints in your life seek out those people who really uh know the lord and allow yourself to be challenged by them a little bit but i think even there too like with andrew i think a good example where i too have felt discipled by him uh, you know over the years and different i, I knew him in, back in seminary mm. um but i think he would he if he were here i think he would say that, that even amongst us all, we all look up to him as an older brother in the faith but that there's a mutuality to that 100 percent yeah in that um it's not a, a, a merely one way that we challenge him too by our yeah. trying to live out the life. Well, and, but in, in the context of my relationship with him, mm-hmm. and, which is different because I wasn't in seminary with him and whatever, sure. in, in the context of our relationship, it evolved into that. It mm-hmm. absolutely was not that right. at the beginning because I needed to humble myself and meet with someone with whom I was not a peer in mm-hmm. my psyche. Mm-hmm. Like I needed someone that I was looking up to to, to absorb wisdom, to absorb like, hey, what does this whole new life look like? Teach me because I want to be a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in a position where I wasn't trying to give him something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that was unique in our relationship, different than what you experienced with him. Um, but but I also feel like where I was at and the humility I needed to have, like that was crucial. Mm-hmm. But it evolved into that type of friendship. We were in each other's wedding parties. You know, like we, we became very, very close and still are to this day, thanks be to God. Um, he hasn't gotten sick of me yet, but like, well, maybe he has it. He's still like his reward will be in heaven. Put in the comments um, there, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, what you're oh, saying is Andrew true. Is I just not on. I just don't think it's always true sure, sure, sure. at all stages of every relationship. Well, one thing I was going to say here too is that a disciple, a, a dis, no, the, no, the person who's doing the discipling, they have something in common with a teacher, as we might think of the teacher. But we're talking about also about something that's that's more than than just a teacher because we're because particularly mm-hmm. we're talking about the faith. And this is true, I think, for all teachers too. But but let's talk about it in the context of the faith. You can't a, a disciple can't merely teach; they have to actually be a living embodiment of what they're yes. trying to express. And I would also go and say it's deeply tied into a resulting friendship. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be, you know. Yeah. And I think that's very much it's like what what Christ did. It was mm-hmm. the result of it. There's no greater love than this mm-hmm. than to lay down your life for your mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, for one's friend now. He started as a, as, you know, simply like more in that position of teacher, rabbi, Mm -hmm. you know, 
but like I call you friends. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. So I do like to me, like while you start there, like I, to that mutuality, like I think it is like the fruit and the fullness of discipleship may be friendship and communion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's even again in a, in a pale imitation of that. I mean, that's, that's this amazingly scandalous grace that the Lord gives us that he, we start from a place of perhaps, uh, servile fear of not wanting to go to hell or, or, or wanting to get out of the, the sins that are ruining our lives. But he invites us to into f- divine friendship. And that's what we're called to. We can't presume on that. We have to start from the place of utter humility and discipleship. And we never actually leave the place of humility and discipleship. Oh, we leave it all the time. The, Almighty all God. the time. But even so, he invites us into <laughs> intimacy, into friendship. And so should leave it i'm just saying (laughs) we do it yeah all all beautiful good stuff guys um so let's end with uh trying to address this the other part of kevin's question which you you kind of grazed on there rob um how do we know when we are ready to begin to disciple others are you ready are you a christian do you have friends i don't know i feel like entering into relationship with other people Mm-hmm. Like making the strong distinction of like I'm your teacher, I'm being taught by you. I, I you know in is the there world a difference where between discipleship and fraternal correction and and just journeying. Because yeah, I can say already, I, think, I can yeah. say with Kevin because I know he's asking this question not as like some you know theoretical example. He's asking because he's curious for himself. Yeah. And I can say with with absolute certainty, Kevin, there have been moments that in uh, in a spirit of loving me, mm-hmm. you have shared with me some thoughts that really helped me make the right call at a certain moment. Nick, and, you should have breakfast right now. <laughs> that kind you, of thing. Sure. You need to fuel yourself. And so for I, this I'm only, I'm only highlighting this because <laughs> to Rob's point, like yeah. you're already doing that. Yeah. Hmm. But, but, but that's that's a, a, yeah. it's not to discount. Like we have like pastors, we have teachers in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. We have people who we need to look to with deference, yeah. you know, and learn from them. But like, I don't know. I feel like we can't overcomplicate like being in relationship with other people and yeah. calling them on in the Christian life yeah. and right. saying like, I have, you know, I need to have like these three people here under my flock. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it always like every episode here, it just comes with that humility is ultimately the yeah. thing, you know, to be humble means to be a person who is striving to accept the truth of who God is and who I am. Mm-hmm. And the more that I proceed along the path of humility, I'm, I'm tra- I, 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 I don't want to see myself as anything but what I am. Well, then I'm able to act rightly in any of the relationships in my life. If I have something to give, I give it. If I have something to receive in this relationship, I receive it. Um, I'm not trying to play a role that I, that is inappropriate for me, nor am mm-hmm. I trying, nor am I, Stepping back and, and being self-deprecating when I, I should offer a word of encouragement or a word of correction. So, again, uh, humility is always the keystone here because that allows you to really be objective and ready for all yeah. the opportunities, the opportunities to learn, the opportunities to challenge and teach. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, kind of connected to our episode, the, the previous conversation we had, like remaining in a state of grace and, and remaining in the sacramental life. And being in touch, you know, in in a, in a constant interaction with the Holy Spirit, like turning to the, if you're feeling led to say something, turn to the Holy Spirit first. Say, Spirit, guide me. Like, mm-hmm. what, is what I'm feeling right now the right thing to say? Like, 
that, so I should just never talk. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, but but I think so that that's bad. so important because then we're we're it, we're at least operating from enough humility mm-hmm. that we are conscious that we could be wrong about something, 100%. and we're we're trying yeah. to allow God to you know move us to know that or not. You know, just like here, like we're just dudes trying to be the best Catholics we can be. We're trying to help each other on the way. Some of us are doing a better job than others. <laughs> Rob, <Rob's. laughs> name names here. Uh, <laughs> Browns are up seven nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Someone's recording. What are you guys saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been awesome, guys. Um, again, if uh, you're enjoying these conversations, uh, John Mark, tell them what they can do. Yeah. Well, again, we're, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to say synod again. We're, we're a community of disciples, you know, who are just trying to, to help each other uh, follow our Lord Jesus Christ and be the men and women he's called us to be. And so if you are a man or you are a woman, come join the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And ladies are invited too at themenshow.com, you know, where you can get access to the live streams, the full recordings, other fancy stuff. And again, de- depending on the level, you can see makes sense in your budget to support the show. Uh, we've got some cool special stuff for you. But I can't remember what it was. I haven't read the Indeed, page indeed. Do we though? And make sure to get the app. Uh, we do. The have Awaken we ordered app. it. We can't do the, do the, we the Father Jeff shirt anymore. The limited no. edition because we could. Yeah. We I wonder could. if he'd allow us to. He would. Special or he edition. Won't. The we'll ask him. Nick, say what you say. Awaken app. <laughs> dot io <laughs> or your Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Yes. Or Awaken. your rotary phone. Or your <laughs> <laughs> All right. On your car what, phone. What's star 67. We, what, what's the number we text? <laughs> star 67. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, cool. All facts. right. Send it, us a fax. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Awaken Catholic proudly does not have a fax number. <laughs> <laughs> there was a wild colonial boy. Jack Duggan was his name. He was born and raised in Ireland in a place called Castle Maine. He was but his father's only son, his mother's pride and joy. We're back on it. And clearly did his parents love the wild colonial boy. Ethan's carrying us in there. Ethan know this? At the early age of 16 years, he left his native home. And to Australia's sunny shore, he was inclined to roam. I lost it. He robbed the rich, he helped the poor, he shot James McAvoy. A terror to Australia was the wild colour.